Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 52. I'm Michael, here with Jason. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Good. We made it to uh, 52 episodes. That's like a whole year's worth. If we actually uh, recorded weekly like we were, were supposed to? Yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> like One it. full year. Nice. Um, so it's, it's been a while. I think Will is out at a happy hour, um, so he's not with us today. But uh, I'm sure he'll have lots of complaints once he listens to this. <laughs> so uh, not much has been going on since we last recorded. It's kind of been a lull in tech, but there have been a few things. So the first one I want to talk about is the SNES Classic. Um, did you see this? Yeah, um, they kind of just announced it out of nowhere, right? Like E3 wasn't too long ago and they decided not to announce it there. And uh, they decided to just randomly announce it. I don't remember which day they did it, but um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm really excited. For me, I really liked the, or I have more memories playing the Super Nintendo than I do the Nintendo. Like I always remember, maybe I was like too young, but like the Nintendo like games just seemed like harder. Um, and I mean, it's partially because probably I was younger and partially because they were harder. Yeah, they um, were harder, I think. But yeah, like these games, I look at way more fondly. I mean, like the list is pretty amazing. It's like you have Contra Three, which was awesome. Deep, like Donkey Kong Country, you have Earthbound, like Final Fantasy Three, which was you know Final Fantasy Six, like one of the greatest. Yep. Um, F Zero, some Kirby games, uh, Superstar. I I didn't really play, but Dream Course was I, I had a lot of fun with. What's Dream that was kind of like the it was like the mini golf one. Oh, never um, played that one. Where you have like a you could get like little like Kirby powers. So it was like, like mini golf with Kirby. It was really fun. Um, you have the legend of Zelda link to the past. I mean, oh, Mega Man X. Yeah. Secret of mana. You have star Fox, you have star Fox two, which I also want to talk about. Um, you have street fighter two turbo hyper fighting, which I think was the, oh, that was a good one. I think that was the last one that popped up on SNES. Um, and then you have some, uh, you have super Castlevania four and super ghouls and ghosts, which are pretty early on the super Nintendo life. Um, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and Super Punch-Out. Oh, you do and, have Super Punch-Out. Yeah, and I think right. there's also Yoshi's Island. So oh, Super really Mario World 2. Yeah, I don't think there's one bad game in the bunch there. Um, so, and Star Fox 2 has actually never been released. It's, uh, yeah... So I heard like on a podcast that people said that like people have actually played it though, right? Even though it hasn't been released, like is it is there another way of playing it or? I think there was a like a a ROM that leaked out, um, and then you could just play uh, it with like an emulator. Gotcha. But apparently it, it was it was done, but it wasn't like done. I think they said that like even from that ROM, there have been like like a pretty good amount of polish put into the game. Oh, so they're actually working on it still to kind of fix it for the for this release no i think that that wasn't like the final one like i oh, think that more work had been done i think it was essentially finished yeah um and then it was canned once the the next generation systems came out and like the 3d like didn't look as good yeah do you think that it's actually going to be a good game because it never made it out right so like do you think I mean, are you excited for this just for the novelty sake of like, oh, I never got to play this, but I was at one point in my life really looking forward to it? Or, you know, do you actually think it'll be worth playing? I mean, you know, when I was little, um, like when Star Fox came out, like, you know, everyone was talking about like polygons, but I didn't really understand at that time. Like I thought it like Star Fox looked worse. Like it was fun to play, but like it didn't like look as nice to play. 
Um, no, I thought and so, the same thing. And so when like Star Fox 64 came out, like that was one where I thought, oh, like this is really cool. Um, and it's, I think they probably, you know, ripped out some of the parts that worked in like Star Fox 2 and then adapted it to Star Fox 64. So I'm wondering how much of it will like seem familiar to people who have played Star Fox 64. And it's, it's weird because like the, the Wii U Star Fox also kind of like, you know, riffs off of Star Fox 64 also. So it's, it's almost like they're maybe three games that are kind of the same <laughs> across like multiple generations. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's. I don't know if the only reason that they canned it was because like the the graphics looked inferior. Like maybe there were some gameplay issues with it. Um, like it, it just wasn't as fun, or it didn't it didn't you know meet whatever standards Nintendo wanted. I'm sure like if it was just graphic, like who like who cares? Um, if it was like a good game, you it's know, like right. why wouldn't they want to like sell it? Because Nintendo historically has not really cared too much about graphics compared to the other systems, right? But maybe this is like I don't know. Maybe it's it's a long time ago, so maybe they've changed their mind since then. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, either way, it'll be fun to play. Um, I've played like the ROM like a little bit, but it's like it's never as nice as playing it on the actual system. Like the controls always feel like a little off, yeah, like a little more loose. Um, so it'll be nice to play it kind of as it was intended. Um, so you're getting the Super Nintendo controllers, like the rep, like the basically the same ones, and the cord I think is a little bit longer. It's like six feet, the, three feet. Yeah, which is uh, <laughs> which is a pretty huge deal. I mean, like the the NES Classic ones are were like borderline unusable. If you have like a huge TV, yeah, you're like sitting like right in front of it. Um, why, so I don't know. What don't do you they, think? Like, well, why don't they make like a Bluetooth version? I understand like they're trying to hit a, a low price point, but yeah. like I don't know with the NES Classic. Clearly, they had a ton of demand that they never even met the demand. They just kind of canceled it, right? But, um, mm-hmm. like, why not just make a more expensive SKU as well that has a Bluetooth built in so they don't need to worry about the cords and just sell it for more money, right? Like, they're not losing money on these things. I'm asking them to lose money, right? But, like, why yeah. don't you think they would do that? I think they just don't care enough about it. Like, it would make it more complicated to make and they just don't want to put that much effort in? I think so. Huh. But I, I mean, I don't know how how much more complicated it is to put in Bluetooth because I mean they're using. Well, I mean, this is Nintendo, like the, right? Like they don't have an <laughs> online system, like uh, in 2017. So that's true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, so I okay, I just want to talk about the controllers a little bit. I mean, I always liked the colors of the like the Japanese and like the European controllers, like the yellow, blue, green, red, which oh, yeah, yeah. kind of have now become like standard, right? For like. Well, Xbox uses them, and uh, like Dreamcast used them. Yep. Um, but do you like these like U.S. controllers? The only difference was I think the the U.S. controllers had like the Y and X buttons were were concave, and then the B and A buttons were convex. And then in the in like the Japanese and EU versions, they were all convex. Uh, I don't remember what those words mean from math class. <laughs> so uh, I'm going. So to just... like the Y and X ones could like <laughs> hold water. Oh, okay. <laughs> then the B and A ones don't. But but the Japanese one, they're all which direction? Holding water or not holding water? Not holding water. Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, so are they making like a Famicom classic as well? Like, they are, and there's okay. like a slightly a slightly different game list also. Oh, cool. Um, like I think um, they get Legend of the Mystical Ninja, which was pretty fun. That was like a really good co-op game. That was a Konami game. And then I think there's a Fire Emblem game. Which yeah. I I never played it, um, 
But but can you pick that one up? Like, would you get that one if you could? I I don't think so. Um, I mean, I would like to play like Legend of the Mystical Ninja, but I wonder if it will be hackable like the NES Classic is. Yeah. So. Okay. Wait. Sorry. So, what what was your question? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, so. I guess my question is, like, how many of these are they going to make? Is it going to be similar? Like, do you think now they anticipate? Like, presumably, if the NES Classic was a big headache for them and they didn't want to go through it, so they canceled it, um, for them to even release this one, like, you would think that they are ready or more equipped to handle the, the, like, the demand, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that if you want one, you'll be able to get one. Um as long as like it's not running up into like the holiday season. So they're, they're shipping on September 29th. So I think the people that want to get one can get one ahead of the, like the crazy holiday season. Yeah. Um, and I think even when we want to like, like the NES classics were pretty readily available for like prime now. Yeah. I could agree. Um, yeah, that's right. So, and then I think Kotaku asked Nintendo about that and they said, we aren't providing specific numbers, but we will produce significantly more units of the Super NES Classic Edition than we did of NES Classic Edition. It's currently planned to ship from September 29th until the end of calendar year 2017. At this time, we have nothing to announce regarding any possible shipments beyond this year. Oh, so they've already... Why did they do that? That's so strange. Our long-term efforts are focused on delivering great games for the Nintendo Switch system and continue to build momentum for that platform as well, serving the more than 63 million owners of Nintendo 3DS family systems. We are offering this in special recognition of the fans who show tremendous interest in our classic content. Well, so, I mean, do you believe that when they say they're going to you know, have significantly more of these and they're going to build more? Because didn't they ramp up uh, production of the Nintendo Switch as well? And those are still kind of difficult to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know if I believe them. But I think they like. I think these are probably already like on the way out. Like I think they'll have like a big enough. Yeah. No, I I believe that they are going to make more of them. It's not like I I don't think they're lying. Uh, but maybe like, how accurate are they engaging the interest? Right? Maybe like it'll still sell out. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, I think if if you want one, you should try to get one like September October. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get one. You're, really? I assume, I assume you're gonna get one, right? I mean, it has so many good games. Yeah, I, I, the likelihood of me playing these old games, like other than like the novelty for a few days, is pretty yeah. slim, and it's gonna take up a like an HDMI port, or I have to switch it out each time, and I don't know. Like, it, it's probably not worth it for me personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is. Yeah, I don't know. That's the problem, right? I don't think it's a system that like lives, like has a dedicated input on your TV. But if it doesn't, then yeah, when are you gonna play it? Yeah, or maybe like if you have like a if you hook it up to your computer monitor or like a, a bedroom TV or something like that in like a smart yeah. TV. But I mean, that's just me personally. Like, I'm I'm not saying that it's not it's not cool or it's not going to be any good. Um, mm-hmm. Realistically, I just wouldn't play it. But I would rather. I mean, I don't have a Nintendo Switch, but if I did have one and they had some kind of bundle like this where I paid $80 and I had like all these games on my Nintendo Switch, then I would do that. Okay. Only because like there's more likelihood of me actually playing that. And I can play it on the go as well. I don't have to be at home. And like that seems like it could be cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think the virtual console is really what makes more sense than. Like this physical console. I mean, other than like the novelty sake. And Nintendo has been so quiet about virtual console. 
Yeah, they haven't. Good. They haven't said anything about it. So I'm, I'm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, the subscription service we were talking about. That's not even like coming up until next year, right? I think they were trying to launch it this year. Yeah. But I think it's going to remain free until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, who knows? I don't know. Hopefully, they're taking the time to get it right, and it's not just like. It's just they can't get it right, you know. <laughs> oh, they're just like polishing it and really getting it. I don't know, but I have I have my doubts. So we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do pre-orders for this, but I think if you want one, you'll be able to get it. Um, well, good luck. Thanks. Well, I might I might use you if uh, you're not going to get one. Oh yeah, sure, that's fine. Okay, what else do we have? The Echo other, Show. Yeah, so that's the other things I want to talk about. Um, apparently, you and Bear had a episode. Uh, when they first announced the Echo Show, and uh, you were trying to add me into that episode, so I don't know what I said in that episode, but um, I'm kind of curious to see what you think now and how your thoughts uh, now that you've used it for what, what like a week now. Yeah, just about about a week. Um, yeah, how they compare with like what you thought it would be like. Okay, well, I don't remember that episode because we never, I never like spliced <laughs> you in. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, I don't remember what my thoughts are about, about the Echo Show. But okay, so the Echo Show, for those that don't know, is the um, Amazon Echo, but it has like a little touch screen. Um, like a, is it like a seven inch screen, I think. But that's like the only difference. And supposedly like the sound quality is better. Um, overall, like I, it replaced an Echo Dot in my kitchen. And I mean, it's, it's not worse. <laughs> actually i think that's like our like uh recurring it's not worse right it's uh like i feel like i say that sometimes when you ask me uh, some impressions of some stuff yeah i do think that the um that the voice recognition is worse oh interesting like from from it like i'll be when i like shout across the room i feel like the dot heard me like, more often think- or or like this one is slower in like accessing my like lights. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like noticeably like it noticeably like fails or like is really delayed. Huh. And yet um, it's not worse. No, because I do like <laughs> I do like being able to like see like some things. Like, okay, so okay, here's the other thing is today I was looking up like a trying to look up like a recipe for like cacio e pepe pasta. Is that how you say it? No. Oh. Apparently not because the Echo could not understand me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like the... <laughs> that might be. I, I'm terrible at pronunciation, so I don't know. Um, well, I don't know how you say it, but, like, it kept popping up with, like... So, so I don't know if this is probably, like, partly my, like, mispronunciation, partly, like, difficulty of you know, um, the echo and understanding like different languages while you're trying to speak, yeah, you know, it's tricky. Um, but I feel like if you, like if you're asking for like a certain recipe, it should kind of know that, you know, if I'm asking, it's not like I just asked for, you know, cacio e pepe or cacio e pepe or I don't know how you say it. Um, <laughs> I just said it the same way twice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it should know that if you then ask for like that pasta, like that, that would be like a possibility, you know, cause it's a pretty, I think it's not like a obscure pasta. Yeah, no, that's true. So, I mean, it worked once and then when it worked, it was pretty nice cause I could see like the recipe, 
But then I turned around and then I looked back and then it was gone. Wait, why was it gone? It's just like I don't know if I don't know what happened. Like I don't know if some like I invoked something or I can't remember, but when I turned back around, it was back to like the like the home screen. It doesn't do anything where like it, it uses the camera to see if you're actually there or not and then like turns it off when you're not there, right? Like that's not probably what it did, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, I know it has like ambient light sensors because when the lights are off, like the screen will dim or it'll just like turn to the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it has like I don't think it has like facial recognition to see like if you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not positive. But anyways, it was so annoying because then I had to like ask for that pasta again, and <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't get it to invoke like properly, like to to read, to like understand what I was saying. So. Uh, when I popped it up, it was really nice, but then I don't know why it disappeared. Like, I, okay. It's just, I feel like it has a lot of potential and it's just not ready yet. Like the, the things that you would want to use it for are not there. What I, what I have enjoyed is, uh, you know, like that drop in feature. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. Why do you like that? Okay. So explain what the drop in feature is. And then I'm really curious cause I think you're the first person that I've ever heard that said that they enjoy it. Okay. Well, I enjoy dropping in on people and not being dropped in on. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so, dro- <laughs> so drop in is basically a feature where um, anyone that has like there's, I guess anyone that has an Alexa app. Um, oh, here's me now. <laughs> here's me now. Um, that has the app or it has the show, the Echo Show can um, use like it's like video chat it's like facetime um but you know like with facetime i'll call you and then you have to answer the like you could either answer it or decline it mm-hmm. with drop in it's like what it sounds like you can actually just like you're like hello here i am and then um i mean this is opt-in right you don't you can't like like i can't just like yeah. creepily like drop Both in parties on have you. To agree, right yeah so it's it's nice for like families, I guess is the example. So what I'll do is, you know, I'll be at work and then, you know, I can like, I already have like a, a nest set up like in the house where I can kind of see what's going on. But when I want to like, you know, you can also use that nest to talk. Um, but you have to like push to talk and then you let go and then there's kind of like a little delay while you like, it like beeps and then you wait for like the person to respond. Um so it's like it's like not ideal. So if I see that, you know, Min is like in the kitchen where the Echo Show is, and like I want to like ask her something, she's like, you know, busy doing whatever, then I just like drop in and then I can be like, you know, hey, you know, how's it going? And we can like chat. So it, it pops up initially as like it's like kind of like frosted privacy glass. Um, and then you hear like a little ping, like a little sound that tells you that someone is dropping in. Um, and then it's slowly like kind of like, that like frostiness kind of dissipates into just like the regular video feed. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, for like friends, probably a little creepy, but I think for family, um, it's, it's like a nice feature. Well, okay. So, so how do you know that Min's in the kitchen? Like you just hear her in the kitchen or does it tell you? No, that's all like, I'll check like the nest, like that's in the, like the main, like the first floor. Okay. And then I can kind of see, and even if she's not there, if she's in like the vicinity, then I could like drop in and she'll hear the sound that says, you know, 
hey, like I'm dropping in. Okay, and then like does when when it starts dropping in, I think it's like maybe ten seconds before like they can reject it or something like that, right? Otherwise, you just automatically get dropped in. Like, can you mm-hmm. hear them during those ten seconds or or no? Right, like yeah, I think so. During the frosty frosted glass yeah, you time, can still hear them. Yeah, yeah. Because like that just seems I don't know. I don't I don't see why you would ever want to to do that. I I mean not <laughs> ever, but like um, there's enough times where i wouldn't want that that um i don't think that justifies like the, the the few times where i'm like oh yeah i guess that that worked in that instance right yeah yeah well i mean i think i don't know maybe like weird places to put the echo show or like you know bedroom bathroom yeah um those are probably places that you don't want drop in to be available yeah but I feel like in like a more like the more like public or like the social space of your house, I feel like it's okay. But but why not just if the whole thing is voice enabled anyway, right? Why uh-huh. not just make a regular phone call? Like what what's the convenience of dropping in? Uh, like why would you drop in on someone and like there's a there's a fifty percent chance say they're not even there, right? So then it's kind of weird and you're like oh I just dropped into someone's house and they're not even there, right? Like. What what's the convenience if they actually are there and it's hands free? They can just say like, okay, pick up the call or or not, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know, but it takes it takes like some of the like there's like a little bit of friction, right? In terms of like having to like pick up the phone yeah. and like accept it, but and it, it, it just like, like so much like awkwardness. I think like I, I I just don't think because like you don't have to worry about like well what if. Uh, I don't know, like, what if I'm walking around shirtless in my apartment and some guy, you know, like, I don't know, you, like, drop into the Alexa or, like, the Echo Show, right? Like, Yeah, but I wouldn't because we wouldn't have that set up. Or I mean, even if my mom does that, right? That's kind of weird, right? Like, why not just let her call me? And if I'm there, I can pick up. Like, it's really not that difficult for me to, to pick up the call if I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's I don't like know. I have to hit I any think buttons it's... or I don't, right? It's not like, oh, my hands are dirty and then now I have to do something like I can either just answer it with my voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You mean with like the, the, sh- the echo show? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nah. true. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that's true. But... It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I just think that there's like the potential there is like, plus if you give someone like access like that and then they reject it, then you're going to be like suspicious. Like, wait, it's kind of weird. Like, what were they doing that they were there that they rejected the the request? Yeah, I think I think the use case for it is like like the the use case that you know you're like, yeah, this is pretty nice. It's pretty narrow. Um, like, I could see it like if you had like a kid, like a baby, or like a kid or something like that, and who can't talk or like yeah. who can't like click answer or say like right, you right. know. But you can also just use a webcam, like a baby cam that, that's connected to your phone for that, right? Yeah, but again, that's like it's really laggy. Like the the like the response is not like optimal. Yeah. Okay. And the other so, question that I had for video chat is like, this is probably going to be like on your kitchen counter, I assume, right? That seems where like I think Jason Snell had a review of one. It's on his kitchen counter. Kitchen counter seemed like a good place for mine. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's where I would put mine if I had one. Right. Yeah. But then like when you're calling someone like do you see this as like a like a video calling device that you would actually use it to video call? Like why not FaceTime? Uh, I mean, I prefer like FaceTime in general, yeah. but uh, like a lot of times men now like doesn't have her phone with her 
like it'll be like in the other room or she won't hear it. And yeah. this, oh, like, you know, I can kind of like be like, hey, hello, you know, like, yeah, like, why aren't you answering your phone? I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in that way, it's it's better. I don't know. I think I think the use case is probably not with like you know extended family members, but yeah, like your yeah, your, your family, yeah, your yeah. your spouse, your children, um, but not like your like teenage children either, right? Like, there's a pretty narrow window where this is like kind of okay, and like kids yeah. are okay with it and think it's cool. Like, I'm sure when Matthew is like a teenager, and like if he has one of these in his room, I'm not going to be dropping in and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, yeah, hey, it's dad. Um, <laughs> What are you doing in here? Um, but yeah, so so the times where you have a spouse or you know someone that's like close to you that you don't mind this happening, um, and like <laughs> small children that you know they're not doing anything crazy. So yeah, it just seems like a, a strange use case to me, right? Not that like it never makes sense, but like there's not much about it where I'm like, oh. I need one of these. Like this would be amazing, right? Like I, for those things, I think you can just do a voice call, which you can do in the Echo, right? But like that makes sense, right? I think it makes sense um, to have a device that you can call from. I don't know mm-hmm. if you need the Echo, but um, you know, like if Google Home can do that, or if the HomePod can do that, like that that makes sense, right? Because like, if yeah. the phone is in the other room, then maybe they can't answer it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I I like that feature. I I know when I when I first heard it, it sounded creepy. And I guess when I'm talking about it to people that are listening, it probably sounds creepy. But it's uh, it's not. I mean, you have this kind of like always on listening device. But yeah, the video adds like an extra dimension of creepiness, I guess. And the fact that you can just like kind of come in unannounced. Um, yeah. I guess that's that's the thing that kind of weirds people out. But um. Like the convenience of it is actually is is I think what makes it nice. And, um, you know, like, let's say I don't know, like I can't it would be nice if I could have one just kind of like on the ground that like, you know, that Matthew could access. Yeah. Um, But he would just like push all the buttons and like, you know, probably (laughs) break it. Um, But it would be nice that if I could like, you know, just FaceTime him or, you know, like whatever, drop in and then he could just like see me and, you know. Like, I, I don't know. I think that kind of stuff is cool, but I think any other use is probably, yeah, maybe maybe a little strange. Um, the nice thing that they added for all Echoes, not just um, the show, is they added like the ability to intercom between um, your Echo devices. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So I think that's actually really nice. Um, not that like, you know, the house is like that big, but there's definitely like some areas where you can't hear like, you know, from like one side to the other. So yeah, it is nice. Um, but overall, like it's, yeah, it's definitely, it has potential, but it's not realized they need, I mean, I guess they're relying on developers to develop skills. Uh, playing Jeopardy on it is nice. Do you play Jeopardy on your, your Echo? No, we only really use our Echo for lights occasionally and timers and like okay. weather, time, things like that. Do you use your Google Home for that stuff? We never really play games. Like we'll play music on the Google Home sometimes. Um, like especially in the bathroom. Uh, like if we're taking a shower or something, I'll, I'll like play some music. Uh-huh. But um, no, like I, we don't really do anything crazy. It's also just like weather, time, um, set an alarm maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, 
I mean, I also just like the the way that uh, if it's not going to be in your bedroom, right? And it's going to be yep. on the kitchen counter and at the angle that it's at and the screen size being seven inches. Like, I just don't see why you would ever want to. Wa- I mean, cooking videos makes perfect sense. Like, I think that's great. But I mean, maybe news while you're making coffee or, or something like or a short video. But like, are you really going to stand there and watch videos on YouTube on that thing when you have, you know, a TV or an iPad or even your phone that you don't need to stand in this one spot to watch it? Right. Like, that doesn't make that much sense to me. I mean, I think it's not supposed to be like a, you know, it's only a seven inch screen, like you said, right? But I don't think it's supposed to be like a long term consumption device. Like, I think it's a nice thing for, let's say you're washing dishes and your hands are, you know, soapy. Right. And then you can just like play like the, like one example is like they have, I think the the latest like Jimmy Fallon monologue. Yeah. And you can just like, you know, invoke that or, you know. And I don't think, you know, that's like a quick bite size, like maybe 10 minute thing or, you know, like, let's say you are, you know, I, that's the thing. Only thing that I've been doing there is I'm standing there washing dishes and then I'll turn on like the, the latest episode of the Americans. Like I'll usually have my iPad there for that. But now that I have the show there, um, I don't. So, um, like just tonight I was like, you know, just catching up. Like I didn't finish the episode. It was maybe like 15 minutes worth, but then I can just like stop and then. It was. It was, I had, was I had a, washing them really slowly, wasting tons of water. I had, I had people over today <laughs> oh, okay. for for dinner, so I, I did have a lot of dishes. Okay. I thought uh, you were just like wasting water, just like <laughs> just like <laughs> washing one the same dish cut. every yeah, yeah. five minutes, so you can watch the episodes. Like it's almost over in like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. The angle isn't like isn't optimal because even even in drop in, you know, if it's uh, it's pretty wide. Like the, I think like the horizontal angle is not bad, but the actual device is kind of angled upward. Yeah. Um, that it's it's a little awkward for, like, if I want to, you know, drop in and then Min is like with Matthew, she has to kind of like hold him up, like she can't. Yeah, you know. and you get tired, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely not ideal. Um, but I mean, it's a, I think it's nice to have one, um, and yeah. then it'll be interesting to see like what they add. Um, so I actually, I, I picked up the two pack, um, and I'm going back to, uh, New Jersey this weekend. So I'm going to drop off the other one there. Um, are you going to give them a drop in access? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then I think it'd be nice to like have, you know, like grandparents have drop in access. Um, I don't know if they'll ever use it, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Use it too much. You know, the thing is, the thing is also you can use it to kind of drop in and it's almost like a, like a security camera. Like if no one is home and it's like angled in the right way. Like, let's say you're going out for a while or you're going out of town. (laughs) You just want to make sure that like, no, (laughs) I'm just thinking of like a, like a burglar, like (laughs) stealing your food. (laughs) No, you you just angle it like wherever you want. But where are you going to put it? Like, it's in the kitchen, right? Like, you better you better not wash those dishes, right? Like, what are you supposed <laughs> no, to do? No, you don't have thing? to just leave it in the kitchen. You just, like, <laughs> plug it and put it wherever. Okay. No, no. This is for, like, an extended trip. Like, you're gone for, like, a but, week. Like, not they, like, they sell security cameras that do this, right? Like, I don't know why you'd want an Echo Show for that. Like, I, I, I understand mean, that you can use it for that. And, like... They do have security cameras, and I do have security cameras. <laughs> right. But... You know, I'm just, you I'm just trying to watch that fridge, right? Like, make sure. Trying, trying to find another use, a use for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. 
Um, what else we got? I don't, I, mean, else? I, I don't think it's like the worst device in the world or like, you know, you should get one. It's not as bad as the Echo Look. Yeah, I, apparently the review for that is not great, right? Like I think The Verge posted theirs today. And that's yeah. not great. I mean, it does make sense to have one in the in the kitchen. Um, and it, if you're going to buy the two pack and it's like $180 or so for, for each, like that's the same price as a regular Echo. So, oh, sure. you know what? The one thing I did like um, is um, so I, I signed up for the trial of uh, Prime Unlimited music. Okay. It's like, I think it, right now it's like a dollar for four yeah. months mm-hmm. or something. Um, and then when you play music on there, it like, it will, the screen will show you the lyrics. Yep. That's been really nice for like children's songs. <laughs> <laughs> like, so basically you don't I think. know the lyrics or like for Matthew? Um, no, cause like we, like we're not sure of the lyrics. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it's, it's actually pretty nice. I, I guess it's nice if you are married and have a, a child. I think that's a good use case for the Echo Show. Uh, the other thing that I, the other criticism that I heard from uh, Jason Snell was that, like, the screen is like pretty spammy, so like it's always on, and it's always like try this, try that, and like you know, kind of cycling between different things, and it's a bright screen, and so like people get distracted, and they they kind of don't like. I guess one of the things that people liked about the Echo is that you can kind of tuck it around, like tuck it away in the corner, and. It can hear you from wherever, but it doesn't like ever announce itself unless you actually ask it something, right? So it's not like, hey, remember me? Like, ask me what the weather is, right? Yeah. Um, but this one is a little bit more in your face because now there's a screen and so they use it all the time. Yeah, you know, I guess I haven't noticed like the like the screen brightness doesn't bother me. I guess I have my kitchen is pretty bright. So it doesn't like stand out like what is this like thing like glowing in the corner? Um, but like when I do look at it, it is always saying like, you know, ask me about like Amelia Earhart or like ask me about like, I think part of it is like trying to figure out how to use it. Sure. Yeah. Um, right now, but I don't know if that's going to become like more spammy or like less spammy. Like right now it, it shows like my calendar. Um, like it'll say, Oh, like you have this tomorrow and then it has the time and the weather and that's nice. But yeah, I could probably do without like, you know, like you can say blah blah blah, you know, play like a rock playlist. Um, it's like I already know that, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So you're happy with it though. You're gonna keep it. Yeah, definitely gonna keep it. I think. It, I mean, it can't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot of potential. So it'll be interesting to see like what like the third party developers do with it. Okay. Um, I'm sure there'll be some pretty good uses. Uh, oh, I did have a question. Do you use HomeKit? Uh, for lights, that's it. Does it work like reliably 100% of the time? Um, I feel like it's gotten better, but there were a lot of times like when they added HomeKit to control center. Yeah. Um, sorry, that sound, if you can hear it is Mimi the cat who's, uh, (laughs) yeah, she's in the litter box, but, um, so I feel like back in maybe about a year ago or a couple months ago, oftentimes I would go to that tab in Control Center and it would like be updating or I couldn't access my lights. Yeah, mine would say like not. Mine are saying like not available sometimes. Yeah, uh, I feel like I see that re- much less often these days. And Google Home is actually really good at that. Like it never ever has any problems. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I noticed like when I, you know, use the Echo to like access the lights, it won't have an issue. But sometimes yeah. like I'll I'll look at like, you know, the control center home kit and then it will say like, you know, not responding or like unavailable or something. Yeah, I, I used to see that pretty often and I thought it was just like these smart lights are just not that good. But um I mm-hmm. think it's it, it was an issue with HomeKit, but uh it seems to be better at least for me. Okay. But, um did you see that they're actually in iOS eleven, there are more triggers now. So like oh, no, do you I use any see. of the automation stuff? No. So they like can what? do like um before it would be like uh turn the lights on every day or you know, Monday through Friday at eight PM, say for example, right? Uh-huh. But now you can do things like when the last person leaves the house, turn the lights off, or when the first person comes back, turn the lights on. And so it must like, because not they don't know like everyone that's actually in the house, but like me and Karen are both invited to this home in the HomeKit like, mm-hmm. ecosystem. So I assume it's just tracking me and Karen, but it must use our phone to know like, oh, Jason left the house, and then but Karen is still at the house because like her phone is still there. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can yeah. Do yeah. little things like that. Um, so I don't know. Like it seems like they are improving HomeKit. They didn't mm-hmm. really talk about it very much, but um, in iOS 11, there's some cool stuff. Yeah, I don't know when HomeKit will like kind of break through. Because right now, I mean, I'm not using it that much. I just noticed like the Control Center tab for the first time like earlier this oh, week. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I didn't really have like a. I guess I didn't set up like a HomeKit home before. Yeah. Uh, but when I moved, I, I set it up. So like I was swiping, I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and then I saw it. <laughs> and I've been using it, but it's like it hasn't been reliable. But I wonder if it's because I don't have like an Apple TV set up here. Yeah, it, it might be that. Like you can use your iPad as a hub too. Uh, okay. I assume once you have like the Home Pod, because I think that that's also a hub. Um, mm-hmm. That'll probably stabilize it because it's probably always on or something like that because it's listening. And, yeah. Um, that might improve things. Okay. Another reason to get the HomePod. Yeah. No, but the Apple TV should work. I don't know. All right, I'll just I'll have to set it up. It's still like in a box somewhere. But I've been using like the Chromecast more recently. Does does the Chromecast ever forget what it's doing? Uh, like in what way? So I think that like people in the Vergecast were saying that um they would they would use a Chromecast, and I guess like say they use their phone to stream something to the Chromecast, then the phone or I don't know what the culprit is, but like it'll forget that it was playing something so it will still be playing i think on the tv but you can't control it because like oh yeah yeah, yeah. that happens sometimes yeah that seems silly right like yeah like what what would you do then you have to just stream something else to the chromecast yeah i think you have to like connect or disconnect to it um or like yeah like pick a new source and then you'll like gain control like with that new source can you use uh regular remotes with the chromecast uh, I don't know. Like, I haven't tried. I think you can. Yeah, that would. But be yeah, no, I don't, I don't use know. Your TV remote to, or like, and some other media remote to like play pause because that's like the one thing that uh, I think Karen's wanted to get one for a little bit now. But I mean, if it doesn't have a remote, I just hate having to unlock my phone or iPad or something like that just to like hit pause. I'm pretty sure it does work with a remote, but I'm not. Sh- oh yeah, it does. Okay. Cool. Chromecast now works through the TV's remote control. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. Time to get one. <laughs> uh, wow, this turned into a long episode. Yeah. Relatively speaking. I was going to ask you some iOS 11 stuff, but we'll save it for next time. I like it. I installed it on my iPad Pro. I was very close to getting an iPad Pro over the weekend. And I then? I the 10.5 inch, but then I didn't. 
I am using it like, I don't know, like five or six hours a day right now, like for work. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Wait, it's great. You've been running iOS 11? Even running iOS 11. And it's like stable enough? Uh-huh. It's oh. great. The only thing that doesn't work for me is Fantastical. Oh, I don't have that in my iPad. It, it like keeps crashing every time I want to add like an event. So I don't know. I could try like I guess I could try like deleting it and then reinstalling it, but I don't know. I just tried like one day and it didn't work, so I just gave up. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um, I'm tempted. Um, it's really nice, Jason. <laughs> I've heard. Really, really nice. I've, I've been like using the multitasking, like having the two and then the floating window. You got, oh, okay. You, you um, like it? Yeah, I live in that mode like pretty much like most of the day. The one thing well, that I'll say about multitasking is that like it's it's kind of cool that you can keep pairings of like apps together. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of keep like yeah, but like little desktops. But I wish that they let you use like multiple well not multiple instances of the same app, but like they let you pair the same app multiple times because like it used to be an iOS ten when you would say slide over Tweetbot or you'd slide over Slack and then you switch to Safari and then you'd switch to Messages like. The, right the one on the right would, would kind of still stay, stay docked. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So like, if I want Twitter all the time, then I can do that, and I can I can go into different apps, and I can use Safari, and I can go you know to messages, and I still have Tweetbot all the time. But now you kind of have to pick one thing to pair Tweetbot with, and then like, if you're in another app, you can't use Tweetbot anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. That is a little annoying. So hopefully they figure that out. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't need it to run multiple instances of Tweetbot. Just like the same, the same pair, right? Like the same window. Just keep it like docked on the right. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be all, for all the time. It's I can just say, well, messages, messages. I want Tweetbot. Safari. I want Tweetbot. Like that's yeah, what I want. yeah. I want like notes, right? Mm-hmm. But that would make more sense to me. Well, hopefully by this time next week you will have an iPad Pro. Probably not, but um. <laughs> I'm waiting for. Did a, you pick a, up a, the pencil, the refurbished pencil? I did pencil? pick up. I picked up a regular pencil. Um, oh, a regular one. Yeah, it was on sale, five dollars off buy? at Best Buy. Yeah, that was enough. So, so <laughs> five dollars. So, so you you have a pencil? Yeah, I have the pencil. The I just need the, the iPad, new iPad Pro, Pro, and then um, I I don't know whether I would get like I don't know what color to get, and I don't know like whether to get uh, a smart cover or like the keyboard. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. So still nothing. Okay. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I don't know, those, you know, like people are hating on that slim combo, the Logitech thing. Oh, yeah, people hate it. But I really like it. <laughs> like the more I use it, like the more I, I really like really? it. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because like the podcasts, uh, like the Apple podcasts I listen to, like every single one, every time that comes up, they're always like. What do they not like about it? I don't, they really like the old one. Right. And I never used the old one. The old one was nice. So this one is like a little more flimsy in that like it's not connected, right? So it breaks apart more easily. Yeah, they, they just say that like everything that they liked about the old one, they doesn't carry over. And so like they just really dislike this one. And they like I think just the fact that it has like the kickstand like really makes it like nice for me. I don't know. Alright, Jason. We did a full episode. Yeah. Alright, we'll uh, hopefully record next week. Okay. with William. Okay, cool. All right, see ya. Later.